0: Welcome to Tell Me More Live, the recorded version of our live storytelling night at the Push Comedy Theater in Norfolk, Virginia. In this recording... He's a fixture here at the Push Comedy Theater. I'm sure if you guys are regulars here, you're going to know him as soon as you see him. Give it up for James Roach! Okay, now I'm going to tell you a story about Star Wars, and hopefully it takes less than 15 minutes. (laughs) When I was uh, very young, um, my family, we lived in a hotel on the uh, oceanfront called the Bell Harbor Motel. Um, My grandparents owned it, my parents managed it, and we lived in it. And it was kind of cool, especially in the summers. You had the beach right there. You had the pool. you could walk up and down the boardwalk, see all the cool stuff going on. There'd be the, uh, the air show that would scare the shit out of me. There'd be the fireworks, which would also scare the shit out of me. <laughs> Basically, I'm now 40 years old, and I'm still startled by any loud noises. But you know, the bad things about it were, in the winter, the whole area just cleared out and you're living in a hotel, so it's basically The Shining. And also, year-round, you're living in a hotel, so you don't have any friends next door. You can't really go anywhere without your parents. I mean, I don't know, I was like six or seven at the the time, so I probably couldn't anyways, but nobody would really come over and play with you. You have a lot of alone time in the hotel, just you, your parents, and, uh, you know, your sister. So I... Watched a lot of VHS tapes back when I was young, and there was like four that I really got stuck on as a kid. There was uh, the original Clash of the Titans, which was awesome. Um, Flash Gordon, also great. Star Trek The Motion Picture, which sucked and uh, was weirdly scary for a Star Trek movie. And then there was the original Star Wars, which was awesome. I watched that all the time. And I forced my parents and my sister to watch it all the time, and my parents got me all the Star Wars toys, all the little figures, all the vehicles, like the guns, the little Halloween masks that would suffocate you when you try to get candy, all that stuff and My first memory of going to um, a movie theater was to see Empire Strikes Back, which i don 't know how old I must have been, like six, seven, or something like that, but I remember. You know, obviously loving it and also that I developed this weird habit, because this might have been the first movie I ever saw but I had this weird habit of when I was in a movie, like I said, I'm scared of loud noises. When something loud or scary was happening, I'd have to get my dad to cover my ears like that, so that I could cover my eyes like this because it never occurred to me to just close my eyes and cover my ears on my own (laughs) because five or six year olds are stupid but You know, so saw that, saw Jedi, just had such an effect on my young little life. A few years later, when it's uh, getting ready to go into middle school and high school, well, middle school first, we went to, um, we moved out of the hotel, that got sold, and uh, we moved into the Great Bridge area of Chesapeake. And... Now it's cool because I have friends. Actually, one of my really good friends from this time is here today, so that's always very nice. So we've got friends, go out, run through the neighborhood, go crazy and stuff, and everybody, we all all got common, kind of common interests, but I'm still kind of a shut-in a little bit, I think. Like, especially in high school, I'm not really socializing the same as some other people. Um, it might have been my, just my early years. It might have just been some general awkwardness or whatever. But all throughout high school, I didn't really drink or, you know, do drugs or anything. Just never really felt like it. Didn't go to parties, do much. Wouldn't say I was lonely, just not as socially active as other people. But what I was really looking forward to was college. Just getting away from this whole situation, starting over again. Not that it was a bad situation, but just starting over and through all the movies and th- things I'd watched, college looked awesome. Like, you're gonna really find yourself, you're gonna do great things, you're gonna make your lifelong friends, you're gonna fall in love, finally. So I'd never really had a girlfriend up at this point, so I was like, this is, this is gonna be where it starts to happen, James. <laughs> <laughs> so, senior year, I've applied to a bunch of colleges, got accepted to all of them except for Virginia Tech, because I was too good, I guess. And I narrowed it down to two schools. Uh, George Mason University, which is a very fine school, and Radford University, which I think it's basically known because it's where you go to party. I wasn't a partier, but I chose Radford because when we did the tour, driving through the main street of Radford, they had two comic book shops there so it 's like yeah this this looks like a cool place. I can walk there there 's probably a good argument for why uh, children shouldn 't be able to make or of any kind of important decisions <laughs> until you know way later, like college or whatever that was just dumb. so <clears throat> during my first semester at radford i 'm doing better than I ever did in high school i mean i'm getting i 'm getting a bunch of bees. It's great. It's amazing. I'm feeling like the smartest man to ever step foot on Radford. I'm, <laughs> I'm history's greatest genius, just trailblazing new ways to get bees. <clears throat> and, um, <clears throat> you know, things are pretty cool. I think, I'm, I think I'm making some friends. And I'm trying new things, like drugs and alcohol, and it turns out those are nice, too. Those are a lot of fun. <laughs> you know, you go to a frat party, a bunch of people you don't know just get destroyed and then go back to your dorm, go to sleep. However, in the start of the second semester, I just wasn't feeling right, you know? I was feeling, I don't want to say depressed, but I was really, really sad, like just all the time, just really sad. like. I was really getting back into the cure a whole lot. And not only that, but like being being really evangelical about the cure, like trying to get other people. And then now they're getting, now they're getting annoyed with me. And, you know, it's probably time to get out of this situation, try to just get out of Radford. So uh, before the halfway point of the second semester, I've called my parents and it's like, all right, well, I think I'm going to have to get out of here. I'm going to have to drop out can you guys come get me next week? And they're like, yeah, we can do that. We're not, yeah, yeah, I mean, you got to do that. That's cool. It's not like we spend a lot of money on this or anything. We'll just come get you. So they came to get me the next week. And before they did, I had two things to do. I went and got a shitty tattoo. Yeah, it was 96. Tribal was in. Plus the uh, the parlor, parlor that I got it done it does does a ten uh, percent discount for Radford students, so it's like what savings? How could I pass this up? <laughs> and then um, at the movie theater, I went and saw by myself um, Empire Strikes Back because they were George Lucas was re releasing these special editions of it. So I saw I saw you know A New Hope the year before, and uh, it's like hey this is awesome! It's back in theaters. Like oh. Well, that's kind of a strange choice. Like, why is Han shooting second? And why, is, uh, why does it look so weird when he's walking behind Jabba? And I was like, oh, whatever, it's cool. And then uh, Empire, that was great because he didn't really mess with it too much. You know, the next year, was Jedi came out. And it's like, what is this big dance number going on? And, but, you know, it's like I'm still tell- telling myself that I love this because I love Star Wars. So... <clears throat> by this point we're I'm back and I'm falling back in with all my friends from uh, high school. We all had kind of similar interests and stuff and my one friend uh Ben was probably a, about a year younger than all of us. So we were about 20, 21, Ben was 19, but and Ben was a great guy. But the best thing about Ben was that his parents basically just gave him a house in Chesapeake. And it was like one of those stereotypical Chesapeake houses. It was a huge house with a big old backyard. And then his parents just fucked off to North Carolina (laughs) and decided they wanted to live there, and Ben could just stay there. They'd pay for his house, whatever. It was amazing. So every summer, we'd all just come pretty much live with Ben um, didn't really have to pay rent or anything. Just give them some money. Nobody screw up the house. And like We were pretty respectful about that. Um, you got to put at least two hours a day on the PlayStation playing Gran Turismo, which was this racing game we all played in shifts. Um, it was probably... We were all probably living our best lives at the time. We had... We invested in a CD burner. We had one friend who lived, oh, didn't live, worked at Movie Time, so he would just give us the video games. We'd make illegal copies of it, anything we wanted, we were just playing. It was fantastic. So, <clears throat> summer of 1999, we're over at Ben's, as we usually are, and uh, I have another friend named Paul. Now, Paul's birthday falls on May 18th, mine is on May 20th today. <laughs> Oh, thank you. I wasn't expecting that. And what we would do is we'd usually just celebrate our birthdays together. Now, on uh, this year, 1999, Star Wars The Phantom Menace was set to come out on the 19th, right between our birthdays. And we were so excited. So we got together on the 18th. We partied as hard as we could. Our little... 20-year-old and 21-year-old and 19-year-old bodies took us so far. This was back in the time when I would never have a hangover. It was like like the Olympic god of just my body not giving a fuck. It was amazing. We partied into the night until about 3 a.m. or so. Then we had to get up and get to MacArthur Mall. ...for the 11 a.m. showing of uh, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. <clears throat> we got there. MacArthur Mall was still pretty new at the time. Just this shiny, beautiful mall. Had the best movie theater. We went in there, took our seats... ...and sat through over two hours of Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. And at the end, we all went back to the parking lot, the parking garage smoked our cigarettes in a circle and tried to de- decide how we felt <laughs> about what we just saw. And the general consensus was that was okay, yeah. No, that was fine. I mean, I'm sure I'm, I'm going to like it more the more I see it because it's Star Wars and I'm going to watch a shit ton of Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. And we left. And we drove back to Ben's, and I got in my car and drove back to my parents' house. And they asked me how the party was, and I said it was great. And they asked me how the movie was. I said, oh, it was really good. Um, You know, it's my birthday. We should go see it tonight. Let's go to uh, Strawbridge out here in Virginia Beach. Check it out. So that night, me and my parents, my mom and my dad, we went to Strawbridge Regal Cinema and saw, once again, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. And as we left the theater and got in the car, I asked my parents what they thought about it. My dad said, it kind of sucked. <clears throat> and my mom said, yeah, it really wasn't that good. And I tried to defend it, but I think in my heart I knew they were right. So, You know, it wasn't the first time I experienced disappointment. It wouldn't be the last. And if there was a moral or a message or anything to learn from this story, well, there's two I would suggest. The first would be that if you're going to do drugs and alcohol, do it with your friends, because it's much more fun than doing it with strangers. But most importantly, your parents... They love you no matter what, really. Whether you drop out of college and waste their money. Whatever you do, they're there to love you. But they're not going to lie to you about Star Wars Episode I, The Phantom Menace. I'll see right through that. Okay, thank you very much. If you'd like to tell a story like this one, or just enjoy the show, visit tellmemorelive.org. That's tellmemorelive.org. Where you'll find a list of upcoming shows, plenty of ways to pitch your story, and our podcast featuring storytellers from previous shows. Until next time, thanks for listening to Tell Me More Live.